RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Good morning and welcome back to Breakfast here with Marie sitting in for Paul Brennan this morning. Don't panic, Paul will be back tomorrow. As I mentioned before, we're following up on some breaking news from across the weekend. Kelly J. Keane Mitchell is not coming back to New Zealand and she put out a statement uh, Friday night. One of the people that was at Albert Park in March and his footage has literally gone around the world and seen by millions is Simon Anderson. Uh, Good morning, Simon. Thank you for joining us this morning. Good morning, Marie. Thank you very much for inviting me to your show. You're very much a citizen journalist. How on earth did you get to Albert Park to begin with? And this, the footage that, I mean, I've seen some of the footage that you took. It, as a woman, I find it really heartbreaking. Tell us a little bit more about that and then the digging that you have done since then. The footage you will have seen is 360 degree camera footage and exports from it of interesting bits and pieces exported flat so that they could be used for evidentiary purposes. And the, and the, and the reason I was there is that, that I became aware that Posey Parker was about to speak at Albert Park, and I contacted the organisers and asked if it would be okay if I attended and filmed so that I could practice with my new 360 camera. That's what it came down to. And that footage was really quite incredible. Did you have any inkling of what it was that you were going to capture and the importance of what it was that you were going to capture and and the reaction that happened following? No, well, uh, I'm pretty much a nobody in that I use Twitter to do things like publish bits and pieces of my prose and talk about fountain pens and the sorts of things that no one is particularly interested in. Then I started publishing footage as soon as I could export it from the camera uh, a day or two later. And suddenly I just absolutely blew up. I woke up to, on the Tuesday morning, 200 notifications per second and media requests from around the world. And just overnight became this kind of how would you describe it? Viral sensation, I think is the word that you're looking for. Viral sensation or outlier. So you record this incredible footage, you have this viral event, it's the next steps that I'm really interested in. So what what did you do next that is actually some of the information that has come out now and that was shared by Kelly J on Friday? I've sort of become a clearinghouse for information and footage ever since the Albert Park event in March. And the reason for that is that photographers and people with information know that I can be entrusted with it and that I just simply will never disclose their identities. So those wishing to remain anonymous provide me with detail, knowing that fact. Now, in the days after the 25th of March, I became aware of a variety of Official Information Act requests and that they were going to be submitted, they were delayed, and so on and so forth. Once they were replied to, one of the people submitting requested that I publish on their behalf, and that led, unfortunately, directly to, to Posey Parker deciding that New Zealand was not a safe country for her to visit several days ago. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you can actually attribute blame to that, though. I mean, I think she made it quite clear that her family had concerns. And to be honest, I wouldn't want to go back into that environment. 
do you believe from after seeing that information, I've read that information, that the police will actually effectively be able to protect her if she were to return to New Zealand this week? It's difficult to speculate, but I I do believe that perhaps the attitude amongst the police has changed after the events at Albert Park. What I would have liked to have seen is for the New Zealand government, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade and the police to instantly assure Kelly Jane Minchell, Posey Parker, of her safety. I think that we're embarrassed internationally that a woman can't come to our country and speak freely and feel safe. I think it would have been responsible of all of the government departments involved to have made those assurances and to ensure that her safety could be ensured. Well, the other thing with that too is that I also think justice potentially should have been involved because she is a victim of a crime and surely she has the right to face her assailant in a court of law. So even from that perspective, regardless of all the other political and ideological aspects, surely as a victim, it is her right to be able to do that. And the fact that as a nation, we can't guarantee her safety or even freely allow her and, and, and encourage her to actually exercise her rights. I just, I find it abhorrent actually. And yeah, embarrassing. I think you're quite right there. I certainly agree. I think that's a that's a reasonable assessment. I'm very, very conscious of just how embarrassed our nation is by these affairs. Are you heading back to the events? Because I know they are looking at holding another uh, Let Women Speak event on Wednesday. Are you going to look to attend that and take more footage while you're there? I'm arranging photographers to cover events. And the issue is that I'm now a known entity and there are a lot of angry people who are very, very cognizant of the fact that the footage that I've published does not suit their agenda, does not necessarily make them appear very good. And because of that, I've been subject to threats and all of that sort of thing. Nonetheless, yes, I intend to attend. Well, we will await for that footage, and I'm assuming you'll be sharing it over on Twitter. If people are not familiar with you at Twitter or X, what is your handle across there if they want to look up this footage coming this coming week? It's um, Simon R. Anderson 1, but you can find me as Simon R. Anderson on YouTube. People have made a game out of uh, meeting me in person and rather than using my actual name, calling me Simon R. Anderson 1, which is my Twitter handle. Excellent. And also, too, I guess if anyone is going to the event and has some footage that they want to share anonymously uh, with you, you obviously sound to be the person that is able, as you said, to be a clearinghouse for their information as well. So if you do go to the event, make sure you, you keep yourself safe. If there are concerns around safety for Kelly J. King to come, I think that anybody attending the event needs to make sure that they're very, very careful. Thank you. And, and I'll, I'll certainly keep that in mind. All right. Thank you, Simon. Take care. We change gears now and we're going to head on over and talk to Di Landy in just a moment. Don't disappear here on Reality Check Radio and Breakfast here with Marie. Want an easier way to listen to RCR? Well, you can now download the brand new Reality Check Radio app, both on iOS and Android. We've completed our beta testing and the app is now live. 
You can visit the App Store's direct or find out all you need to know at www.realitycheck.radio forward slash app. That's at realitycheck.radio forward slash app. Our test bunnies have been hard at play to ensure you have access to everything from listening to our live broadcast, downloading some of our incredible interviews, and checking out the latest blogs all from the very same app. So get listening and download the RCR app now. Welcome back. You've just enjoyed the interview I've done with Simon Anderson, and it is now time to talk to Dai Landy from Manawahini Korero. Kia ora. Good morning, Dai. How are you? Good morning, Marie. I'm good, thank you. Yourself, you're good? I am very well. I am very well. And of course, Manawahini Korero was involved with bringing Kelly J. King Mitchell out to New Zealand the first time around. You're not involved this time, but you would have seen the news on Friday that she's not coming. What are your thoughts on that? Gutted? Um, Yes, very much so. Fully understandable. You know, Fano was my name. Her, fa- her whānau don't want her coming, and that's that. She has to listen to that. I fully appreciate that. And so now, you know, now for me anyway, it's about us Kiwi women. It's about us here now and our protections. You know, KJK did a marvellous job at ripping the scab off. And, you know, I was just thinking about the treatment she received last time and, you know, who who would blame her for not coming back? to be mobbed like that knowingly. So I just make myself really clear here, the police knew that was going to happen. Well, this is just it. So Simon, um, you know, indicated that he was provided with these OIAs that he put out um, and distributed. What disturbed me is that they had meetings and you as organisers were simply not invited. Incredible, wasn't it? Having a meeting about the event we were running and we weren't at the table. And like I said in the interview with Rachel Smalley, that's the problem. Women are not at the table. We just don't get a consideration. You know, the the yoga kata principles, we didn't get a consideration. Um, But that OIA was really damning. Manuahene Korero have an audio recording of our recording with the Pornaki police and they're saying, oh, we don't want to be arresting, seem to be arresting the Rainbow crew because it's not a good look. It's all about the optics. And and the other thing people have to understand is they were having all these secret meetings and no doubt having good old laughs. But this, they only got serious about KJK last time on the 21st of March you know, four four days out. Oh, yeah, we better do something. And then I'm reading through another OIA. There's 250 pages long. They could have just sent 20 or 30 with the amount of information they've redacted. But, you know, to see that the police set women up and lied to them throughout the process of organising that event is absolutely surreal. Mm. Like, after after one of the meetings, they then had a meeting with our police liaison. So is this the same police liaison that is uh, has a, a skin in the game? Aye, skin say. in the game. Mr. What's his name? Rohan, a.k.a. Becoming Rona is, you know, some big soft story. 
So here's this policeman who's a tranny, and we're all expected to participate in his fetish. And he was the one that was on the liaison telling the rainbows they can do what they want, that he knew that it would be up to 2,000. He knew they wanted to surround the rotunda. He knew there was meant to be a gap maintained with police in there, and they knew all this, and they lied to us throughout the whole time of organising. They lied to every one of us in the organising team because we had the police liaison, myself and some other woman, other woman, because we were sending them intel of all the threats, um, and they lied to us, and it wasn't till that morning when they just, we're not here for you. And New Zealand's in a very dark place where the land that where the woman to first get the vote and now we can't speak safely in public. Well, yeah, exactly. And as I said to Simon too, you know, the thing that saddens me is that, you know, Kelly J is, is a victim and she is unable to face her assailant in court. Yes, yes. What's I mean, what? It's just utter madness that this woman was coming to a court case and she can't even attend it when, when she was assaulted. The police knew this and knew this was going to happen. And at the moment, Marie, we're in the middle of IPCA, IPCA investigations, and they're interviewing different people. And what a joke already. They've already asked one of the people, and I won't name her, you know, do you think it's fair that the police wouldn't know and this was going to happen? You lying mutts. You lying mutts, you allowed a group of mentally unstable, unhinged people mob a group of women. You knew it was women speaking, the scary woman wanting to speak about yawn for, you know, women's rights, read a bit of poetry, sing a few songs and go and have a feed. And the New Zealand police allowed a mob to attack us and then mainstream media decided let's ignore it. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I think Simon's footage, you know, that 360-degree footage was so powerful and potent because it unmasked this so-called rainbow-washed yes. sort of um, kindness, you know, weaponized kindness that they have. There is no weaponized kindness. Now, you shared with me a little earlier um, because there is going to be a gathering again uh, yes. when the case is on, and they seem to be a little bit more mobilized this time. And um, I'm I'm actually quite concerned that this not only could be 2.0, but it could potentially be worse than the initial event. Do you share that concern? Yes. Yes, I do. After seeing the groups around on social media and the hype, you know, it's, you know, come and stand for your trans no, bring your passion and your rage. What do you need to bring rage for? Women are speaking. Why do you need to bring rage? There's some really unhinged people in this movement. And I don't think the hormones, the wrong sex hormones, are helping their mental state. But you will see that globally, this particular group of people have been given a license to go feral. Mm, yeah. Um, well, by the police the doing that, that, I mean, in a way, what I saw in that OIA was the police enabling mm -hmm. bad behaviour. Yes, the police have been co-opted. 
like I say, I believe they've got over 250 diversity officers and they can paint their rainbows. And as mad as I am, as disgusted as I am, and like I'm absolutely aghast to know that in New Zealand that this is corruption against women. As mad as I am about that. You can be mad. And I think I also wonder too within the police force, I mean, they, they're having issues with retention. How many women in the force now no longer feel safe? Well, they'll have to change with the trannies and I, I will never, you know, I'm not going to participate in some person's lifestyle. I don't even know you, bro. Why should I have to call you her and she and everything? And so we've got policewomen, you've got these men in every woman's space. Um, but, you know, let's be honest here. The police aren't protecting anyone at the moment. That's where I was going with my last thought. Mm. You know, as mad as I am, like, you know, violent crime is off the charts in New Zealand. It's, it's like they're doing this mindful policing where the crime rate will take care of itself or something. But, you know, it's just it's really shocking to know how captured and co-opted the New Zealand police are. And then, like I say, we're in the middle of the IPCA investigations and already, you know, of course they're going to try and blame us. Blame the organisers, they'll blame everyone, but the OIAs that state the police knew this was going to happen and they set us up. Yeah, yeah. So people will be, a lot of people will still be going. I know people that are going because they yes. have made plans, they, you know, booked plane tickets, so they will be yes. there. What's your message to them if they're going in terms of just being careful? Oh, hey, sensible shoes, big girl panties. Do, hey, do not go alone. Try and meet up beforehand. Don't get peeled off out of the group if able. You know, if you've got long hair, I suggest tying it up and putting it under a hat. Um, you know, this was all the stuff we were, you know, telling our marshals, wear sunglasses, you don't mind getting lost. Don't wear dangly earrings. Don't wear a lot of jewellery in case you get pulled through a fence or something. Um, there is a mass on at 12.30 at the time. So if it all turns to kaka, Get inside that church. Yeah, but yeah, don't, yeah. don't go alone. Hope the police come. But after reading and seeing what we've just discussed, um, I don't know. Take your husbands, take your brothers, take your rugby teams, take the bus driver, take any man you can. And because it would have been really good if we did get the numbers of the men to form a circle around the woman, you know, to just form that body mm. circle that that would have been awesome but you know that's not going to happen so you know take responsibility know that it could be dangerous know that the trans are mobilizing do not get picked off and go alone and same as when exiting don't exit alone and if you do get yeah. separated make sure that whoever you're going with you have a place that you can meet if you are separated yes. Yes, have an exit plan, exit and somewhere to meet up afterwards and debrief and look after each other, have mm. each other's back. And isn't I mean, it unfortunately Isn't it so bloody tragic that we're having <sighs> to say this to our women isn't in this it? country? Isn't it? But I've heard the word on the street is that there are a few men going and men's groups, but because I've been otherwise engaged I and and because I'm not organizing it. But it's a damn crying shame that an international keynote speaker cannot come to New Zealand for fear of physical violence and lack of 
attention from the police. And that's not to say, because it's all over social media, ah, she wants the police as a security. No, no, no. This is about the Kiwi woman that will be there. Your wives, mothers, sisters and daughters are going to be there. Your nannies and your aunties are going to be there. This is about us. And so keep each other safe. Hope the police step up. I fully support um, KJK's decision and just be mindful, you know, have meet-up points beforehand and afterwards. And, you know, if and, you know if you do get peeled off or separated, start recording or text mm. one of your mates, go to your pre-arranged area. But if you're peeled off, start recording. Yeah, yeah. I look okay. on those wise words. Thank you very much for joining me this morning on Breakfast Die. I do appreciate it. If you want to hear more wisdom, more die wisdom, you can never have too much die. She's more dies coming up very, very shortly here on Breakfast on Reality Check Radio. Kia ora. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.